Welcome to AL Bullshit Bonanza with your host, the great value action Bronson himself, everybody this is uh another episode of big bill's bullshit bonanza um it's been a while you know we've we've uh we've kind of lost touch and i think it's time to reconnect um a lot of shit's gone down uh i got recruited by aflac trying to get my insurance license now still doing school for my computer career it i still trying to make that work um this week mm, we lost a really big part of our lives um my wife's father passed away my father-in-law and uh we've been dealing with that uh situation since about july uh beginning of july that kind of happened um just kind of you know touch base with you on why it's been so long uh there's just been a lot now i kind of said from the beginning that school would take precedence over this and it has um because that's you know the future that uh i'm trying to plan on um but even that has taken a back seat to the uh, family emergency that we've been uh we've been uh working with here so you know family comes first to me always um and this is this has been no different but uh you know today today's a special episode um it's 20 years 20 years 9-11-2001, 9-11-2001, it's been 20 years. So, I uh, decided I would reach out to people and ask them a couple questions about this day. Uh, where they were, what they feel about and all that. And I'm going to go ahead and I'll read the questions and I'll give you my answers. Um... I'm going to go in a little more depth of, of my feelings on, on this day. Uh, you know, if you've been listening, you've already heard some of them. I think I did a top several reasons you shouldn't touch, trust the government, something. But um, uh, today I'm going to kind of go in a little uh, deeper on, on the subject. Um, and maybe not even deeper. I don't even fucking remember what I said, to be honest. So uh, we're just going to... I'm just going to kind of let my feels out on this one. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I'll, I'll read you what I sent out to people. I will answer the questions that I asked everyone else. And then I'm going to, you'll have the interviews from them. There's, there's going to be a little more intense. I did some editing, you know, trying to show, uh, trying to spice it up a little bit, trying to add some stuff to it. Mine's not going to, well, I can't say that. Mine's probably not going to have that background music. I don't know. I might throw it in there because I feel like, damn, I want mine to sound exciting too. Um, but, I, you know, I might not. I might just leave mine be uh, simple. 
Also, you'll hear noises that you didn't before. I'm recording outside tonight because um, the situation at hand, our house is kind of rearranged. So if I recorded inside, I would be waking people up a lot easier. I still could outside because I'm not very far away from where they're sleeping. But um, I'm at least attempting to not uh, wake anybody up. Um, this is going to be a long episode, though. This will be a long one. There's about a half hour of interviews from other people. I don't know how long I'm going to ramble, but I do have to get to bed at a semi-decent hour because we have a very important day tomorrow. So I can't I can't go for too long, but I'd say you'll probably get an hour an hour episode out of this one. I I doubt any longer than that. But let me go ahead and jump right into this. Um, and uh, I do want to give a quick thanks to everybody who responded. Um, some people intended to, life happens. You know, things got in the way. Some people, I reminded them, and they're like, yep, hey, let me send that right now. Uh, I'm not going to list anybody by name. You, you'll hear your voice, and you'll know it's you. Uh, I, I think uh, one person did say his name, and I, I took it out. Uh, it's not condition of anonymity bullshit. I don't care. You, you want your name in it. Um, you know, let me know, and then next time I record this, if I remember, I will, um, I will uh, shout you out for sure. But uh, again, I do want to say thank you to everybody who sent responses in, and um, you know, just kind of sharing how you feel about it. And I'll let you know that uh, you'll, you're going to hear a lot of different um, feelings from people. Some of them are very, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of feeling. Others are kind of more pointed. Um, but the one thing that I picked up on is is a lack of information about World Trade Center 7. That is that is my biggest issue with the, the whole thing. But, so, um, let, me, let me go ahead. I'll stop rambling here, and I will read to you what I sent to people. Um, I sent it to people on Snapchat and on Facebook Messenger. I don't think I texted anybody. I think it was just those two mediums. I don't think I sent anything on Instagram, but um, I sent out, if you would like to be included on the 9-11 episode of my podcast, I need you to record a voice clip on your phone and email it to me. Um, and I sent them the email. I'm just going to leave that out here because I do still intend to make an email for the for the podcast. I just haven't got around to it yet. It takes 15 seconds and I haven't done it. Um, I said, answer, answering, oh, email it to me, answering these questions honestly without Googling anything. Now, someone fucked that up and Googled something, but they did admit that they Googled it, so good on them. But first question was, where were you, how old were you, and what do you remember about 9-11-2001? September 11, 2001. Well, I was in German class, Mrs. Blagg's, um, sitting next to my buddy Riley, uh, our buddies Justin Kendrick, uh, Derek Scott, Jamie Eby. Uh, Mike might have been there, Mike Williams might have been there at the time. You know, we were all in that class, Miss Blagg. I don't remember if Dana and Heather were in there because they were class aides, but sometimes they weren't there. Um, but they may have been that day. We're chilling. And, um, I was in 10th grade, so I think, yeah, I would have been 15 
I turned 16, 14 days later, I think. Um, yes, that's right. I was born in 85, so 2015, 2016. So, um, I think I told you guys I was recording outside, so you're going to hear cars and shit. But, you know, fucking suck it up, buttercup. It feels nice outside, and I uh, didn't want to wake people up. So, anyways... I'm, I'm, we're, we're, you know, we're doing classwork, and then, uh, Charlie Mannering, actually, he walked in, and he said, uh, Miss Flagg, you need to turn on TV, something's happened. Uh, so, the TV gets turned on, and I'll tell you, my friends and I were kind of edgelords before edgelords were a thing, we were edgy little fuckers, and, uh, we're watching. We see the smoking tower, we're hearing, you know, reports of a plane hit and all that, and we see... A plane flying towards a building. Well, I I can't say for everyone else, but I thought we were watching a replay. I thought that it had been like a live, like a camera, someone was recording, and we were watching a replay of a plane hit the building. So we were being little edgy assholes, and we're like, "Go plane, go plane, go plane," just because we're being assholes. And then, uh, it. It wasn't a replay. It was the second plane that hit. So we accidentally cheered on the second plane because we thought we were watching a replay and we were being edgy little shits. That's just... Well, I mean, I say we. I. I can't speak for everyone else. I thought that. Um, that uh, that it was a replay. So I won't speak for anyone else on that. that their thoughts are their thoughts. I, I know what I thought. Um... And Charlie got very upset. He he got mad at us. We kind of defended ourselves with, hey, we can be little shits if we want to, whatever. But I honestly didn't know that it was the second plane. Uh, the rest of the day is kind of... Uh, kind of blurry. I don't remember if we got, got sent home early. I don't believe we did. Um, but we may have, but I don't, I don't recall. Um, but I do remember that evening watching the news, and I saw footage of uh, Middle Eastern people of some uh, background burning American flags, and, like, it, it seemed to be in celebration. And I got pissed. I remember being mad as hell on that day, thinking, man, fuck these dudes, man. Like, you're going to come fucking, you know, because it was within hours that it was... We, we knew that it was Afghanis or Iraqis or something, and we were, all this stuff we knew. They knew all this stuff about all these people within a few hours after it happened, and, you know, the the Pentagon hit, and Shanksville, and, uh, yeah, it was just the, the four planes, right? Yeah. I feel like there's four, not five. If, cat, if you knock my shit off, I swear to God. Anyways, I was pissed. I was very angry. And I was like, fucking, turn the whole desert to glass, fuck them. You know. Um, and it was just, you know, the second question goes into how, how did you feel in the weeks after? And I'll be honest, I don't remember. Uh, my, my birthday was shortly after. I remember turning 16 and uh, having a small little birthday party. I don't remember getting anything at all on my 16th birthday. Um except from a buddy, Chris Kincaid, who gave me the Misfits Famous Monsters CD, which I still have. Pretty sure. Pretty sure I still have it. Right now, I'm, I'm questioning that. Um, 
But, you know, I, there wasn't... It was on the news all the time. You know, it was, it was, it was like, really, like, pro- propaganda, honestly. It was, it was really focused on it. Um, I do remember that, but I didn't really pay much attention. I was 16, or turning 16, and I just didn't give a fuck. Because I was, you know, like, fuck them. Let's just kill them all. Kill them all, let their gods sort them out. That's, that was my thoughts in the weeks after and all that. It was just, get rid of it all. Um, everything was kind of a blur, you know. Didn't pay attention to the shit was going on. Again, a teen. And then, around 2000, and I will say, 7. 2007, so six years after. I started to kind of look at it, and I never paid attention. I knew that something was fucked up. You know, the 9/11 Commission uh, had—they didn't answer things right. I had been kind of clued in to there being uh, other thoughts than than what had happened, and I started to question things myself based on what I saw in the news that day and what I was being told. You know, years later. What, I, what the things I was hearing. And uh, remember, this is during Bush. George W. This is the W thing. <sighs> and this this will go, if, uh, you know, how do you feel in the weeks after I already answered that? That was the second question. First question again, where were you, how old were you, and what do you remember? Second question is, how did you feel in the weeks after? Third question, how do you feel about the official story and the conspiracy theories? Well... I will definitely expand on that, so let me save my vitriol. Um, but I feel like the official story is a fucking lie. A lie that has caused the deaths of more Americans, more people in the world, than any other lie ever. I think it was the single biggest atrocity in world history. Period. Bar none. Because of everything involved, and I know that what I'm what I'm saying there sounds like oh my god tinfoil hat you fucking lunatic yeah well fucking deal with it bud if you guys can't look at shit and see that something fuck is up with our government with the world governments if you cannot tell that there's something off I don't know what I'm not privy to that information but something is wrong if you can't tell that I don't know what to do for you and you can just be fucking mad you know. Suck my dick from the back, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But, uh, uh, damn, there's a bunch of fucking logs went by. I wonder if lumber prices are still up. Because that was probably a hundred million dollars just drove by. Mm. So we'll skip, we'll pass number three. I'll, I'll, I'll dive in. Don't worry. Number four, what do you know about World Trade Center 7? Again, I'll, I'll get to that, so and save those ones. And five, generally speaking, how did it impact your view of the world and our government then, and how does it affect you now? Well, I can tell you that then, you know, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, I was still in high school. You know, I graduated in 2004. I was very pro-America. I still am pro-America. Still am. But I was, like, pro, like, America. I was a George W. fan. Uh, you know, Toby Keith 
fucking it made his career i think like it really like he was already somewhat famous but you know he had the folks name that song he had american soldier and yeah, courtesy of the red white and blue the angry american song he, he had those and he um he, he milked it. There were a couple of country artists who milked it, but he milked it like they were fucking jerking off a dude from under the table milking it. Um, and I, I was, I was into that, you know, I was very like, fuck it. Yeah. I, I wanted to go to the military. It may, I, I had always wanted to, I loved army movies when I was a kid. You know, even the ridiculous ones, major pain, made me want to join the military. I knew that that wasn't what it was like, but I, I wanted to know what it was like. Uh, the movie Renaissance Man with Danny DeVito made me want to join. Any military movie, I was about it, um, especially ones about Vietnam. Uh, I think Tigerland was one. Black Hawk Down was another one that came out. And those movies, like, fueled my fire to want to join the military. I don't know if Black Hawk Down came out around this time or not. Or it, could have, it could have been later. Um, I know it was a whole different situation, but I'm just saying I don't remember the release date. Um, but I did. I wanted to join the military, and this just fueled, made me want to join it even more. I was like, I want to go over there, and I want to fucking, you know... I was one of those kill them all types. Like, fucking, you guys think it's funny? You're celebrating? You're burning American flags? You hate America? Then I fucking hate you. I kind of still stick to that. If you fucking hate America, get the fuck out. If you hate America, then you hate Americans. You can hate this government. <laughs> I don't care. The government's stupid. But the nation people that this nation is made up of if you hate america you hate them you hate americans because americans are what makes america and i just i can't i can't i'm not for you if you hate americans I'm not for you at all like i can understand saying things like americans are this americans are that you know we're loud we're fat shit like that you know everyone's got flaws you know people say french people stink i've never smelled a french person never been to france but they say they stink doesn't mean I hate French people. Uh, during the fucking uh, Iraq invasion, shock and all, France wasn't with us. We had Freedom Fries and uh, what was the other thing? Some other French thing that we didn't say anymore, like uh, Freedom Toast and Freedom Fries. and We didn't have French toast anymore. It was the most ridiculous shit. People going buying French wine and then dumping it out, which is the fucking dumbest form of rebellion. Like, I'm going to pay for this, but then I'm going to, like, dump it out and in protest, so, uh, you know, I, I, people hated France because they didn't support the war, and I was with that, like, if you didn't support the war, I was like, yeah, I can understand you're not supporting the government, but you need to support the troops, so you, ergo, support the war, because they're part of it. Now, now it angers me. My view of the government now is, uh, I'm very, very anti-government. Um, n- not to the point of being an anarchist, um, because anarchy is not a form of government. Anarchy is a vacuum that will be filled by the worst fucking people. I do believe in elections. Um, just I don't. I really don't think uh, voting should be a right given to everybody. I do think it is a very special privilege that should be granted to certain people. Uh, or certain certain 
groups. I don't know. It ain't, it ain't a race thing. I can tell you that. It's more like I think property owners only. Property owners should be the ones voting. I don't care what you are. If you own property and are American by birth, um, you should be allowed to vote. That's pretty much it. Um, there are some other things, I think, but they're kind of just kind of ridiculous and they, they have no no real bearing on anything and it wouldn't ever work, but I think you should have to be a property owner. And I don't, I, I, I say that with, uh, like, I'm, I'm buying a house. Like, I don't own because the bank technically owns it. I'm still buying. So am I a property owner? I don't qualify myself as one. So I would be putting myself out with saying that. Like, it's not just to benefit me because the way I look at it, I'm not a property owner. Till this thing is paid off and I start renting from the government, a.k.a. only paying taxes, um, then I'm not an owner. You know, I'm I'm paying on it. I could fuck that up at any time. So, I would not be allowed to vote currently. But that's, you know, I don't think everyone should be allowed to vote. Um, so, I say anti-government because I'm, I am very much against what we have on Capitol Hill. Washington, D.C. is full of scum. They, the vast majority of them should be taken out of office. Uh, Pelosi, Schumer, uh, Liz Cheney, fucking, um, that one dude, Mitt Romney, um, the neocons, the warmongers, the, the, the Bush era politicians, the, uh, the Obama era politicians. And yeah, not Trump. Trump was, you can say what you want about him. He, he might've sucked as a president, but he wasn't one of them. You know, he didn't start any new wars. He he did peace shit. He stepped foot in North Korea to try to, try to buy peace from North Korea and get them to stop. And when they didn't, he said, "Go fuck yourself, Kimmy." He made fun of him. You know, say what you want about Trump. Don't care whether you support him or not. You cannot say that he was a warmonger if you actually pay attention. So if you're not paying attention, mm, sorry, bud. I don't care what degrees you have. I don't care what you're doing. If you think that Trump was a warmonger, you're not fucking paying attention. Did he do drone strikes? Yeah. Did he strike Syria? He did. Was I against it? Absolutely. Because I was against it when Bush was trying to do it. I was against it when Obama was trying to do it. I was against it when Donald Trump tried to do it because there is no reason for war on Syria. They're trying to make something happen that doesn't need to. And I think this Afghanistan exit's part of it. Anyways, I don't like the government now. Um, just think it needs redone. I think it needs complete overhaul. Uh, we need to get back to being a republic. Um, we need to change some of the, the ways we do things. But um, I used to be pro-government. I used to be very pro-American government. I used to think we were... Uh, like we had our shit together and then some shit that kind of you know happened after 9-11 changed all that so let me get into the conspiracy theories and I say theories with a fucking I don't know I say they're fucking I don't know how the fuck you don't believe this stories let me talk about the Twin Towers briefly and let me say that 
the biggest argument people have is when they say jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Okay, I don't know. I don't know the temperatures needed. I don't. I don't know how hot jet fuel burns. I'm not going to Google it. it. You can Google, and Google's going to tell you what Google's going to tell you. They are a part of the system. They are a part of the big tech oligarchy. Um, so I wouldn't trust anything I found on Google. And I wouldn't trust anything from a very conspiracy theory-laden site because they also have um, a bias, you know, the confirmation bias. I'm not doing that. I just don't know. I don't know the uh, melting point of structural steel. I don't know the heat index of uh, jet fuel, which whatever that is, kerosene, I don't know what the fuck it is. Whatever jet fuel is, don't know how hot it burns. So I'll let you have... I'll let you have it. The jet fuel melts steel beams. I will let you have that. That is not a problem for me to say, sure, it melts steel beams. What I have a problem with is, um, how long does it take to melt steel? I've used a forge. I've seen forges, seen crucibles, smelting plants. No, there is no, uh, not no metal. There are some metals that melt pretty rapidly. Steel's not one of them. Doesn't just melt down. It it takes a while. Even at the hottest temperatures, it takes a little bit to to melt it down. It doesn't just liquefy. So you can't flash it with heat hot enough to melt it, and it melt. You can flash it with heat hot enough to melt it, and then after that flash, it's no longer hot enough to melt it. It would have to have sustained heat. And to sustain jet fuel, you would have to have more jet fuel. But during an explosion, what happens is called combustion. And the fuel that is combustible combusts. And it burns up a lot of it in the fireball, the combustion, the explosion, which would be the flash. So a plane hit a building at the 110th floor, I believe. One of them was there. Gouged a big hole in the side of this building. Honestly, smaller than it would seem it should have been, but it was designed to take a hit. They, those those buildings were designed to get hit by 757s, I believe. Um, and I think what hit them was either 747 or 757. But the planes were designed to be hit. The planes. The buildings were designed to be hit by airplanes. That's That's one of the number one motherfuckers to know. Um, but because of how combustion works and how fuel works, like it did, you didn't have, or maybe they did have a continuous source of jet fuel, which is even fucking weirder. Why did they have a continuous source of jet fuel in order to melt steel beams? Why was that a thing? Because that's what would have had to have happened. So if they didn't have that, then you're saying that they didn't have a continuous supply of jet fuel to maintain the heat for long enough to melt structural steel. Structural steel is made to hold buildings up and withstand. They're flame retardant. So, and it's also they're going to be wrapped in flame retardant just by building codes. Actually, I can't say that for when that was made because it might have been made before that, so... That that one I don't know, but you know, steel itself is pretty fire resistant. Like it takes a minute to melt it. So, 
so let's go ahead and say that they did have a continuous supply of supply supply i'm a little tired guys been a long day didn't sleep well last night um so i'm gonna probably mumble and slur a little bit so you know go fuck yourself um i forgot the fuck i was saying oh so let's say they did have a continuous supply of jet fuel to melt steel why then would it melt at the bottom and fall in on itself like a in a pancake fashion like into its own footprint why would that happen why would it go from the bottom to the top if the top of the buildings fell over if you if they sustained the jet fuel enough to melt the steel in the buildings where the planes hit the top of the building would have bent first you would have seen bending and then you know it might have fell over like sideways it might have fallen over that that would have made a little bit more sense you know like plane is a building it's weakened so it falls over but they didn't fall over they fell in their footprints like a controlled demolition if you've ever seen one if you've ever seen a controlled demolition looks exactly like uh two uh buildings being hit by airplanes so i guess we could stop spending all that money on controlled demolitions and just run fucking airplanes into buildings and they would just you know fall in on the footprint so it's probably cheaper that way uh i know it'd be quicker because then you can just you know probably have a drone now you can have a drone airplane by this point just have jet fuel on it right have a big barrel of jet fuel on a drone and just ram it in there, let it explode, and that's going to do it. Bring it down into its footprint. So, solved the problem there. So that the way the way it fell due to where it hit makes absolutely no sense. And I'm saying look at it objectively. I'm saying look at it from what I'm telling you. That... It hit at the 110th floor and fell from the bottom. The bottom fell out. The whole building, the steel, the concrete, the glass, the electrical, the fucking sheetrock, the goddamn marble, the everything, the elevators, everything came straight down. The amount of collateral damage done by these falling towers that were hit in the air from airplanes flying in the air 110th floors and i think one was even higher i'm not positive on the floors because i've not given that much into it got hit at the top where the jet fuel would have been that you say is hot enough to smelt the steel and it falls from the bottom because i guess the jet fuel got on a fucking elevator and went down to the goddamn uh, basement and melted the shit there, right? That's how jet fuel works. It snakes its way down, sustaining. It just—it's like napalm. It just stays there on fire. If I mean, that's what you have to believe to believe the official story. You have—you have to see it that way. It is willful ignorance and cognitive dissonance for you to believe the official story of how those towers fell. It does not make logical sense, and I'm not an engineer. I am not anything. I'm just talking about what makes sense due to where it was hit 
and the amount of jet fuel that they had on those fucking planes and how combustion works. If you understand it at all, any little bit, any of that, and you still believe the official story, you're choosing to overlook what you see and believe what the government tells you. That government, by the way, for those of you who didn't like Donald Trump, he was part of the government. It was what he told you. He supported that theory, too. So Donald Trump also said that's what happened, the official story. Okay? Do you see where I'm coming at from that? I didn't support him saying it either. I was against him saying that. Because it's a fucking lie. It's a fucking lie. They lied to us. Did people die in that? Absolutely. Are you going to sit there and tell me with a straight face you really believe our government would not allow Americans to die? They fucking kill people, guys. The Tuskegee experiments, I talked about it in the podcast, they willingly lied to black Americans to study the effects of syphilis, letting them, their wives, and children suffer, and men died. And then they paid them a little bit for it after it came out because they had a bad feeling about it or some shit. They did that. The Tuskegee experiments are real. You can look that shit up. Look at governments all around the world. Governments. You guys think because it's the American government they actually give a shit about us. Do you think that the Germans didn't feel that way? Think the Russians didn't feel that way? Do you think the fucking Chinese don't feel that way? That their government cares about them? We're talking about commies and, and, and Nazis. 1940s Germany, I'm sure they believed that the government cared about them. But the government cared about the government. And how to get it better. The commies care about the commies and how to make them better. They don't actually care about the people. The cogs in the machine. They don't care. They don't care anywhere else in the world what makes American politicians different. They are greedy. They are fucking exploiters and manipulators. They lie to us. We all call politicians liars. Everyone calls politicians liars until it's your politician. I say Donald Trump's a fucking liar. He lied about shit. Proven. I supported him because he was different. I've gone into this several times, but I ain't going to worry about it. I didn't like George Bush. I'm not a fucking Republican. I don't know what the fuck I am. I wouldn't... I don't know that I'd call myself a, a, um, a MAGA patriot. Yeah, make America great again. Absolutely. Everyone should want that. I don't care whose slogan it was. I don't care if it was based on motherfucking Reagan. Every American should be able to see that our country is having a problem and want to make it great again. If you believe America was never great, never great, you've got problems. Do we have problems? Yeah, we're a 200-something-year-old country. I think I think we're coming up on our 250th birthday or some shit like that. 250? 250 years is a small amount of time for a country to exist. We've done a lot, good and bad. We've changed the world for the better and the worse. But we made an impact. America was great. And could could be again. But it's up to us to fix that, not the fucking politicians. 
there's a lot of people who say the solution isn't political, voting doesn't work. And you know what? I kind of think they're fucking right. I think voting is the way to, to try. If you if if that's all you're gonna do, if that is your fight, then do it. But we gotta start looking at the politicians, because right now we've got Joe fucking Biden in the White House. And if you think he's doing a good job, again, you're willfully ignorant or experiencing cognitive dissonance. Plain and simple. You can't honestly think that dude is doing a good job. You cannot be objective about that and say that. No fucking way. No way. There's times I called Trump out. Uh, he's fucking up. When he drank water that weird way, I was like, what the fuck? Who drinks water like that? Like, it made me question him. The way he stood made me question his health. There were things that made me wonder about him. Because I don't... I don't have a savior in the office. That's not how I work. I'm not a fucking cultist. I don't fucking worship the man. So I'm I'm on a tangent here because I'm saying that if you believe the official story, you believe the United States government, you believe the story of George W. Bush and Dick Cheney, you believe their story. You believe the story of Mitt Romney. You believe the story of John Kerry. You believe the story of all those people that we know are fucking liars. John McCain was a liar. Fuck it, I know he's a hero, blah, 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 blah. He was a fucking liar. He was a politician forever. Joe Biden, Obama. This goes to both sides of the aisles, guys. Left and right, whatever the fuck you are, if you believe the official story, you believe someone that you called a liar, someone you called a hater, someone that you said hated you. You believe them if you believe that story about the Twin Towers and how they came down due to jet fuel and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't make fucking sense. And you believe them. Why? Comfort? Willful ignorance? Cognitive dissonance? You believe them. That's the Twin Towers. Let's go over to the Pentagon. The Pentagon. Oh, the fucking Pentagon. No video footage. The You're telling me that the Pentagon doesn't have surveillance? It doesn't have cameras. You're telling me that the only angle of the Pentagon that was able to be fucking recorded was a shitty security shack, barely visible thing where all you see is a shadow and an explosion? And that a Boeing 747 vaporized, which is what all those planes did that day for the first time in history, ever, before and after, on 9-11-2001, four airplanes, four Boeing 747s, uh, vaporized. Not only the plane, the metal, the uh, the Rolls-Royce 16-ton engines, um, they were 16-foot, I believe, in diameter. Uh, th- those vaporized, all of the people vaporized, the black box vaporized. Um, but passports flew out and landed. Paper could make it. They they found the passports of the uh, the hijackers. That's that the paper fucking survived, but the planes and all the bodies vaporized because of the impact of the airplanes. Yeah, it's totally believable, guys. That's happened. Look up plane crashes. Just go on YouTube and look Google plane crash. 
YouTube and Google it. Just search plane crash. Look for them. Malaysia Flight 6 fucking something, 760 or something. That flight that disappeared, that flight disappeared. They have no idea what the fuck happened to it. Just gone. That's weird. But like, they didn't say it vaporized. They're just like, we have no fucking idea. I think they're lying. I think they know exactly what happened to it, but I don't know. I, I just don't give a shit about it. I just don't care. So I'm not looking into it, but it's a weird one. They said it disappeared. They were fucking, we don't know. It's just gone. We can't find it. Didn't It didn't land anywhere. The people are gone. <laughs> That's weird. But they didn't tell you it vaporized. I, you know, what about fucking, uh, what is it, Robert Kennedy? Bobby Kennedy? Didn't he die in a plane crash? Didn't they find the plane? Didn't they find his body? They found all that. John Denver was in a plane crash. They found that fucking plane. Kobe crashed in a helicopter. They found it. Those didn't vaporize. Why is it that every other fucking thing you hear about... Uh, Buddy Holly. Rich Valens. That plane crashed. Leonard Skinner's plane crashed. They found it. Left Eye died in a plane crash. They found it. How come they find all these other plane crashes? They find the plane, they find the bodies, they find every other plane crash. Every other one. But not this one. On September 11, 2001, four Boeing 747s vaporized the planes and everybody on board. You believe that. If you believe the official story, you believe that. Those are their words that it vaporized. That's the words of the United States government about those planes so uh, that's what you believe if you believe that just just letting you know um i gotta keep checking my time i don't know if i i guess i don't know if it paused or not I get kind of freaked out about that um so talk about the pentagon say boeing 747 it uh you know disappeared into a 16 foot hole a boeing 747 with two Engines on either side, I think two, it might even be four, but I know at least two Rolls-Royce engines that weigh 16 tons each. 16 tons smashed into the side of a building and didn't leave a fucking dent. You've got a 16-foot hole. Two 16-ton engines. Steel. They slammed into a building going 568 miles an hour, which is what they say. 568 miles an hour. That's how fast it was going. Um, didn't leave a dent. And vaporized. Jet fuel, guys, is dangerous. It vaporizes shit. Like, it, it, is, it is continuously available. I, I'm surprised that the Pentagon's not still on fire, to be honest. Because, it, you know, the jet fuel in those things was so fucking volatile and so um combustible then and just sticks around forever enough to melt steel i swear i hear gunshots maybe not opal seriously dude like don't jump on me fuck off out of here these goddamn cats on me they're not mine i know that i know their names but they're not our cats they're not my cat the one cat and the kittens from her were by our fucking adopted stray cat. Anyways. Um, 
they did find some. You're right. You're going to say, no, they found parts of the plane. Yeah, they did. Parts of the plane big enough for, or small enough, I should say, small enough pieces of sheet metal that people could just pick them up with their hands. After all of that jet fuel that melts steel, these people were able to just pick it up because it wasn't hot. Picked it up. Small enough to be carried by hand. Because that makes sense. 16 foot hole and just little bits of like litter there, here and there. A um, couple light poles still standing up that should have got clipped by the plane's wings. Uh, you know, just things like that. Little, little tiny things that really don't matter. You know, it doesn't matter that the fucking Pentagon has zero goddamn video surveillance in 2001. That's that's believable, right? You believe that. Like, our, our, our fucking schools in Wellston, Ohio, in the Midwest, our schools had surveillance in every fucking hallway. They had video cameras in every hallway. But the Pentagon didn't have surveillance cameras. Likely fucking story, and that's what you believe if you believe the official fucking story. And if you don't believe that and say, well, they just didn't release the videos, well, why the fuck didn't they? Why wouldn't they release the videos? Why wouldn't they show us every angle? Every angle to make us more ang angry at the, the infidels, the goddamn the, the jihadists, the people we were supposed to hate. Why wouldn't they show us every angle of that? Can you think of any other thing that happened where they drove you to hatred through fear and manipulation because the media showed you every fucking angle they could and they never stopped showing it? Can you think of anything recently? Maybe highly publicized trial of a police officer where a criminal died? Did they show you multiple angles of that? They did. They showed you constantly multiple angles because their propaganda was against a certain police officer and they wanted you to hate him. I'm not taking a side on that one, by the way. I'm just saying what it was. I, because I, I'll be honest, I don't really give a fuck about it either way. Don't think he deserved to die that day. Shit happens, man. People that shouldn't die, die every fucking day. You don't live a moment longer than you're supposed to. So, maybe it was his time. Maybe it was Derek Chauvin's time to be a fuck up and, 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 and kill somebody and go to fucking prison. Fate's weird. Who knows what that brought. But they showed you every angle. Um, they show you a lot of shit. They show you all kinds of stuff. The media does not hide from you anything. They want you angry and afraid. Because then you you buy products. You sign up for things. You follow politicians. You vote certain ways. You, uh, follow, you support certain causes if you're angry and afraid. And that's both ways. I'm not. I'm not picking on any side right there. That is both fucking ways. I've I've fallen into that trap a couple times. Everyone has. So don't kid yourself. You you've been a, you've been caught up in propaganda too. Um, but the Pentagon didn't have any of that shit, man. Just couldn't, 
couldn't fucking have video cameras, so you believe that. Shanksville, Pennsylvania pisses me off most of all because that's the, the heroic Flight 93 where these fucking dudes took over the cockpit and then just crashed it. Just fucking took it straight down because they took over. These motherfuckers had box cutters, bro. Box cutters. That's the story. They hijacked airplanes with fucking box cutters. Give me a fucking break. You couldn't take... You couldn't take... You couldn't take something from me I didn't want with a box cutter. Might I get sliced? I might, yeah. Yep, I certainly might. But am I going to fight back? Yeah. I sure... You're going to have to cut me, bro. You're going to have to slice me. And you're going to have to work for it. Because I'm not just going to sit there and let you fucking do it. And I don't know anybody who would. Let alone a plane full... Four planes full of people. Going to let that shit happen. Also, how come Flight 93 was the one where everyone was able to call home and... Say, Mom, it's me, first name, last name. Don't you believe me? How come that was that one? Let's roll, they said. They got that shit. Someone's phone was able to call, even though they were higher than... Because this, this was tested at the time. This was tested. Couldn't get a connection. You were too high. And you were moving too fast for cell towers to connect. That shit was... That shit was proven. So, you know. Believe what you want to believe, man. But, like... His phone calls are just couldn't happen. And I'd never call my mom or my wife and say, hey, it's me, first name, last name. Don't you believe me? I wouldn't say that, but that happened. That, that's on record. You can look that shit up. It happened. Um, but that's the one where the plane crashed into the ground in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, which is now a big sight. Motherfuckers go there and they, they sit and they cry and they love it and blah, 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 blah. I remember the day of, because it was one that sticks out in me, because I was pissed off and I was paying attention. They said it looked like someone just bulldozed the field. This didn't look like a plane crash. There was nothing there that looked like a plane, just some smoke and, and, and some fires, and it looked like someone just bulldozed it. Yet again, we have a vaporized plane. They found passports. Vaporized plane. And they have phone calls and all that. And they have a lot of knowledge, for for some reason, about Flight 93. And those heroic passengers who said, let's roll. Man, I, it's a good story. And look, I, I don't know anything about the plane's passengers. I, I cannot say whether or not there were actually people on that plane. I can't say whether or not that the... the, the fucking hijackers were actually Afghanis. I can't, I don't know. I don't know because none of them survived. None of the bodies were f ever found. A tooth wasn't found. There was no proof of human life on those pl flights whatsoever. Do I think the drone technology, like they could have remotely controlled it? I don't know, dude. The government's way more advanced than they let us know. Like, at any given time, what we know of is the highest fucking technology. They have probably... Yee-yee, bud. Yee-yee. Who's your big old fucking wiener in that giant truck? Yee-yee, go. That dude, that motherfucker's going at least 60. It is 35 miles an hour. He's going 60 in this big fuck-off yee-yee truck. 
I sorry that shit just pisses me off. Not that I hate big trucks, but I fucking just I hate tiny wieners. So that guy's clearly got one because he just has to. He's so fucking cool he can't go to speed limit in his big fucking truck. Fuck you, bud. He believes the official story, guaranteed. 100% believes the official story. So again, vaporized humans, so we can't prove anybody was on that plane. And to me, that sucks, because... Are there people missing their relatives? Like, are there genuinely... I I can't say for certain. And those people who's... Who have people that died? Because the Twin Towers, we got to think about that. People fucking died, for real. Americans jumped out of the fucking windows because they, I don't know, felt like it was the end. That was their. I don't know if they thought like I might survive. I don't. I can't think at all what was going on. But they, excuse me, um, but they jumped. Americans died that day, for sure. And that makes it a tragedy, no matter what happened. Because a lot of Americans died on that day, and subsequent wars because of that day, and what they did, more Americans died. They killed, they lied, people died. Period. So those are the four airplanes, right? Shanksville, there's not much to say about it. It, it vaporized, no bodies found, no black box found, blah, 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 people called. They only have cell phone information, whatever. You know, just not very fucking believable. Again, from just an objective standpoint, there's not a lot about this shit that's believable. It's fucking weird that uh, that day was had so many historical events the first time in history before or since that four Boeing 747s vaporized from impact. That's weird. That's a very historic day because of that alone. It should be in the fucking Guinness Book of World Records. Um, But also on that day, three towers fell. That's something a lot of people don't know. Three fucking towers fell. The third one was World Trade Center 7. Now, one of the interviewees, he he does remember uh, it falling. He remembers that. So, you know, good um but we're not really asking the right questions about it are we because if you remember it falling then you have to wonder why you know like why did it fall nothing hit it like the towers fell one and two fell straight down into themselves they did not fall over into other buildings um there may have been some seismic activity, but I assure you that the buildings were built to withstand uh, earthquakes should they happen. New York didn't have a lot of them, but I'm sure they planned on what-ifs. Uh, World Trade Center 7 was never hit by a plane. Nope. Wasn't hit by a plane. Yet, on that day, had melted steel. The steel melted in World Trade Center 7 which caused that building to also fall down into its footprint on the same day. So why? Well, the official story is that flaming debris from 1 and 2 
flaming debris broke through the windows and caught it on fire. And the burning was so intense that it melted the structural steel. So now we don't even need jet fuel to melt steel beams. We need a structure fire, a house fire, a garbage fire. Literally any kind of fire is now hot enough to melt steel beams. Everything burns hot enough to melt steel beams because that's the official story, is that flaming debris caused that building to catch fire in key areas. You know, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, where the CIA's files were kept. That doesn't matter. But um, it, it burns that hot. I mean, honestly, like fire just, I don't know how... It's not still burning and didn't engulf the world in flames because it was flaming debris, guys. That's the official story of World Trade Center 7. Not only to mention the fact that the BBC reported that it had fallen while it was in the background. That's legit. You can look that up. Like, the BBC reported, uh, we just got information that World Trade Center 7 has also fallen, blah, blah, blah. It was still standing behind her. And then, like, a half hour later, maybe, something like that, later, it fell. And they reported it again. <sighs> Excuse me. I'm not editing that out. I don't care. I yawned. Fuck it, I'm human. You yawn too. Fuck you. Guys, I, I say all that to say this. Like, it's been 20 fucking years. The 9-11 Commission report still has black bars over part of the testimonies. George Bush and Dick Cheney went in off record, not on oath. No one could record it. It was just them two together at the same time. Closed doors. It was secret. And whatever they said was redacted, blacked out from the 9-11 Commission report. Can you trust that? It's a matter of national security, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but why wouldn't they tell us anything at all? You know? Do I think they planned it? I, I don't know, man. Like, I honestly don't think our presidents are actually our fucking leaders, man. I don't think that Congress is our actual leaders. There's something else going on. That This is where I get tinfoil hatted. The fucking trade centers, I, I don't accept you saying, oh, tinfoil hat. No, just fucking look at it. For real. Just fucking look at it. Just think about it objectively. Just think about it with like, okay, well, what if I fucking have a house of cards and I pull out from the top? Does it fall from the bottom? I mean, like with the house of cards, yeah, it totally could because you could have knocked it over somehow from the bottom. But uh, let's go with Jenga. If you pull out a block of Jenga at the top, it falls from the top. It falls over. If you pull out a block on the bottom, it falls over. You would have to fucking do some specific shit to make it fall into itself. It shit just doesn't make sense, guys. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. I don't know what to say about it other than I fucking don't believe those motherfuckers. They lie to us. They steal from us. They manipulate us with fear. They manipulate us. They divide us by class and by race. And... 
when we try to unite, they divide us again. I, I've had a problem long time with uh, with uh, you know racial shit and I've come to a realization recently like why why do I feel like I'm supposed to have that problem I feel like I'm supposed to I could say that it feels like there's a supposed to you're supposed to feel this way why I don't feel that way I don't it, it just it's not really there but I feel like I'm supposed to why? Why is that there? And I decided, like, you know what? I don't. I don't feel this way. And it happened from an interaction with a dude named Dennis from Youngstown, who's one of the coolest motherfuckers I ever met. We talked about the same shit. We like the same style. We like the same fucking... Uh, these two dudes, Desus and Mero, the Bodega Boys. I listen. I love them, dude. The shit they talk about. Rap music. I fucking love it. I, I, I watch more shows that are considered black shows, that I do anything else. Like, I fucking... I don't have any animosity towards other races. I don't. But I feel like I'm supposed to. After having this realization the other day, it made me fucking notice what I, what I had been feeling for years, that I was supposed to have this. And I don't know why. And it pisses me off, and I know it's some propaganda of some sort. And I have a feeling that there are people on the other side of the fence that feel the same way. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to. And just think about it. Why do you feel that way, dude? Like, why is this a thing in America where we feel... And I don't know if it's just America. Where we feel like we're supposed to have animosity towards somebody. Be it, it Muslims. How many people out there... How many of you right now listening to this can say you don't like Muslims? And then how many Muslims do you know? great question isn't it you don't like people that you don't know now you can look at the UK and you can look and you say there's an immigrant problem and these refugees and they commit crimes and shit like that criminals are criminals are criminals criminals commit crimes and I don't like criminals period doesn't matter doesn't matter you know fucking people rape kids of all colors and I don't like any of them I don't care what color you are I don't care if you're Muslim I don't care if you're a fucking Satanist I don't care what you are if you fucking fuck with kids I hate you there are murderers out there of all walks of life shit happens crime happens you're not going to stop criminals because of anything else this is another thing that I sincerely believe they have pushed into our collective brains. Some people were able to shake it early on because they, they must have realized it or something. Other people it, it's, it have struggled with it. It's caused me issues internally. And I felt it the other day. Why do I feel like I'm not supposed to fucking like him? He was cool. Name was fucking Dennis. And I had a real connection with this motherfucker, dude. He was cool as shit. I would kick it with that dude all the time. And I walked away thinking, like, why is it that I feel like I did something wrong? And it makes me mad. Because I didn't do anything wrong. Everything about that was right. It was cool as shit. And that's when it comes to, oh, there's so many, there's so much shit to unpack there. I might even delete this part. I don't know. 
There's no reason to bring it up, and it makes me it makes me feel bad. But what I'm saying to you is that I realize that there's something going on that causes division and keeps it there. I'm not better than anybody else. I grew up terrible, poor, undereducated. You know, divorced family, uh, split families. You know, mom, my mom moved away when I was in ninth grade. She moved to another state. Like that shit. Okay? I grew up in a fucking project housing. I grew up in a trailer park. I grew up with fist fights in the home. I grew up around drugs, around alcohol. I grew up with all that shit. All the shit that you hear, all the stereotypical shit you hear about everyone that you think you're better than, I grew up that way. So what the fuck? Why do I feel like I'm supposed to feel that way? I I mean, I don't today. As of of that day, when I I had that realization, I no longer feel that way. I feel like I broke that. I broke that fucking stigma, I broke that fucking chain, whatever fucking shit that they had on me, talking to Dennis, and realizing that I felt like I was supposed to feel different, pissed me off, and broke that, and a lot of shit has changed, and it just, and honestly, it makes me more mad at the American government. Because somehow I know they had a hand in it. I don't know if it's television shows, I don't know if it's uh, radio programming, I don't know what it is. But it's there. Is that what systemic racism is? Is that what's being talked about? I know this is a different topic than 9-11, but it all comes back to it. The fucking Patriot Act, they started spying on us. Why did they spy on us? What are we fucking doing? The NSA has gotten in trouble so many times for spying on Americans. Edward Snowden leaked it. Julian Assange leaked it. They spy on us. They listen to us. They fucking bug our phones. They, they know everything about us. So then do they direct things towards us to make us feel a certain way? It's emotional manipulation. Easy to divide. Divide and conquer. The whole nation was divided over George Floyd and Derek Chauvin. Black and white. It caused division. Yet Black Lives Matter pop up. And I I said, when that shit was going on, when I heard about Breonna Taylor, I heard on the same day that I heard about Breonna Taylor, a man in North Carolina, police pulled him out of his home because they thought he was somebody else and they didn't even check his fucking ID. And it pissed me off. And black lives do matter. They do. You can't say it, you got a problem. But I fucking hate that organization. I'll say that too. I hate the organization because they took what was something important and mattered and was a cultural touchstone and, and meant something and they manipulated it because politicians could use it. Anytime politicians get involved, it's fucked. The Patriot Act, I think, helped this shit because the Patriot Act led to them fucking, led to the TSA and the spying on us and all that. Fuck, I'm way off base here. I'm tired. I'm pissed off now. He's talking about 9 11. 
pisses me off. It makes me think of all the other shit they do to us. They divide us. We're divided by 9-11 itself. Patriot Day, they call it. Patriot Day. Patriot Day? What the fuck is so patriotic about this goddamn day? It's to make you feel like you're supposed to believe the official story because if you don't, you're not a patriot. That's the message. 9-11 is Patriot Day because if you don't fucking listen to the official story, you're not a patriot. If you question what they told you, you're not a patriot. You're un-American. Suddenly, rebellion is un-American. How the fuck is rebellion un-American? The Revolutionary War was a revolt. A rebellion. We fought. We are bred of revolution and rebellion. Our ancestors were revolutionaries. The people, the forefathers, were rebels. Revolutionaries. New ideas. I know everyone thinks you're a rebel and a revolutionary right now. But what are you actually doing, man? What are any of us doing? All of us talk on Facebook where they're listening. They're reading everything we have. They're collecting all of our data. We all know it. I'm putting out a fucking podcast saying this shit. I'm not doing anything. I'm an armchair guy. I got fucking family. I'm not fucking doing anything about it. I'm complaining. Some of y'all ain't even doing that. Some of y'all ain't even opening your eyes to fucking realize what the fuck they're telling you. If you don't agree with us, you're not a patriot. This day isn't about you anymore. This day isn't about me. I'm not a patriot because I don't believe it. I'm telling you right now that everything's a lie. I fucking... It's... It pisses me off because you've made me look at shit. I opened my eyes and I looked at shit. And I said, this doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. And they say, well, I, you, you're just a conspiracy theorist. No, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Just fucking make it make sense. If it's real, if that's what really happened, it should make sense. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't even begin to. Airplanes don't just fucking vaporize. Human bodies don't vaporize. When they were burning bodies for COVID, they said they were having problems with it. They couldn't, in crematoriums, vaporize bodies. They couldn't burn them fast enough during the COVID pandemic. They were having a problem with it. Yet on that day, how many people were vaporized? Well, that's a fucking Star Trek word, dude. That's a Star Wars Star Trek word. That's science fiction vaporized. That is science fiction. And they tell us it's the truth, and if you don't believe it, you're a fucking un-American, unpatriotic, you're just a contrarian, rebelling to rebel, you know, a dissenter, all that bullshit. They use all these words to neg- negate your feelings to make you feel like you don't belong to push you to the outside and they don't care what you look like and they don't care what religion you are it doesn't matter you disagreed with them 
you're no longer part of the cool kids. Get out. If you're a Muslim on Patriot Day, on 9-11, if you practice Islam, Jesus Christ, don't fucking tell anybody about it. Because people hate you for it. They hate a whole religion. I'm not saying there's not bad apples in it. Fuck. I, and I'm be honest with you. I'm starting to wonder about that. Some of the shit the Taliban says right now in Afghanistan, not, and that's notwithstanding, I'm not listening to the United States government's spin on it. Just the things they say, I'm like, why are we interfering with them? Why are we pushing our beliefs into their culture? Why are we doing that shit? Is their culture barbaric? Absolutely. I know they fuck little boys over there, so I don't have anything for them. I've had friends over there in that desert and said that they fucking, they fuck little boys. They fuck boys. They have sex slaves. That's part of their culture, and our soldiers aren't allowed to do anything about it. That pisses me off. But that's that part of the world. I don't believe that's all Muslims. I've known a few. They're, they're pretty decent people. I've, I know good Christian people. You're going to dive at this one. I know Satanists that are fantastic people. I know atheists that are good people. Then I know... I don't know any shitty Muslims. I don't know enough of them. You know what I mean? Personally, no. I don't know. I know shitty Christians. I know dumbass people who say they're Satanists, but they aren't because they, they don't understand their religion. I know shitty pagans. I know shitty atheists. You know? Like, that's... That's what it is. We're divided. September 11th, 2001, I think is the single biggest dividing moment in our country's history, and they have exploited it and manipulated it and turned us against each other. I think every moment since then, all of the subsequent, you know, quote-unquote terror attacks, the, the London subway bombing, I'm not even getting into that because it was over there. I'll let someone over there talk about it. The London subway bombing was also pretty fucking mm, sketchy. Uh, to all the jihadi attacks because of us entering into a 20-year war over bullshit, over lies, weapons of mass destruction that didn't exist. We were lied to. Our men and women went overseas and died and killed for a lie and how many lies and how many how much repercussion is that those people are tribal you killed their fucking tribe their clan their kin that stays with them for generations what do you expect to happen i i i just I debated a lot whether to even do this episode because I knew it would make me fucking mad. I didn't know how long I would rant, but it pisses me off. And what I want to say in the end is we've got to stop letting them do this to us. I don't care if you're a liberal. I don't care if you're a leftist. I don't care if you're a MAGA-supporting Trump cultist. I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care we got to stop letting them manipulate us. 
we have to start paying attention, opening our eyes, and not listening to who we know are liars. Again and again and again and again. And all they have to do is scare us. They present us with an enemy and we hate it. Fear and hatred. And they control us. That's it. They keep us afraid and they keep us hating. When we stop doing that, they give you a new enemy. Vaccinated versus unvaccinated. There's your enemies, boys. There's your enemies. Who do you hate? Who do you hate? Well, I hate the other side. Why? Because they're bad. Why are they bad? Well, they told me they are. There we go again. Fear and hatred. People actually wish death on the vaccinated, and people wish death on the unvaccinated. They hope that the other side dies. That's a real hope for these people. By these people, I mean the people who are fucking falling for the shit. That's their hope, is that death is put onto them. That's, I mean, I I, I don't know, I don't know what else you want to hear. Like, they're doing it to you again. They're manipulating all of us. All of us have been maskers versus non-maskers. It sounds like a left versus right issue, but man, I know it's not. I know it's not. And the fact that it is in some areas is fucking weird because that is cult-like, man. Like Everyone's brainwashed now. Everyone, dude. We're all in on it. I don't know. This is so fucking spicy and edgy and no one wants to host content like this. I'd love to make this podcast be something and I've told my wife about the mixer and how much it costs um she says it's not that bad so i'll be getting it sooner or later this is my birthday month after all 14 days and i'll be 36 years old you know 20 years has passed 20 years has passed i told her the price for the mixer it's not that bad i think we're going to end up getting it like i said sooner than later and i'm going to bring this thing back uh, bigger. I've got. I've got other ideas. I, you'll hear the um, the background music. The uh, in the there's a little 9/11 poem I, I I wrote and recited. It's there's a background music to it. I made that. The uh, background music during the interviews. I made that. The interlude music. I made that. I'm trying to do things like that to add more substance to it. But really, I just want another person. I just want another person to talk to, to shoot back and forth. This would have been great. I'd love to have had a guest for this. Shit's shit's tough. I just want a guest. I want to get set up right. Once it happens, once I get that mixer, and once I can get some guests, I'll do this more regularly. I'll be back. I am not giving up on this. I know that some of you out there think, well, he's done. I'm not. I'm not done. I'm just on hiatus because some more important shit's going on right now, and I can't do it the way I want to. I'm sick of wearing this headset and fucking microphone. I know the sound comes out 
pretty good, but I'm tired of it. Oh, also, um, the little interviews, which I'm about to, I'm about to wrap up here. Um, and I'm gonna let the interviews play, and then that's gonna be it. I'm not gonna do an outro to it. I'm not gonna say, oh, that was that was all that. I'm not gonna do that. So when I'm done talking, I'm done talking. I'm gonna put the uh, interviews of the people at the tail end of this, which you've already got an hour and twenty minutes, so you're gonna be pushing two hours when I'm done. Um, so if you're sticking around, I appreciate you. Uh, but um, you know what? As a matter of fact, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up with that. I don't remember what the fuck I was saying. Except to say that I'm not done. I just other shit's going on. But I'll be back to at least monthly soon. And hopefully weekly. Um, but uh, thanks for tuning back in, guys. Um, if you're, I don't know if I'm putting this up on YouTube. If I do, comment on it. Um, I'm going to have an uh, email set up for this soon, uh, sooner than later, again, hopefully. Uh, and when I do, it'll be probably bigbillsbullshitbonanza at gmail.com, so look out for that. I think I deleted the Twitter because there was no interaction on it. But I tell you that, that guys, you, you guys who are my friends and not interacting with it at all, you're disappointing me, man. You disappointed me. The the, the people who who did you know, chip into this, I appreciate you. Uh, you, you helped it out. Uh, the people who didn't chip into this, honestly, I'm not mad at you for it. I'm, I'm upset with the people who didn't fucking do anything. When I was asking, I said, go follow the Twitter. Nobody did. I said, fucking go over to the Facebook and, and, and t- leave messages and comments. Nobody did. And so, I'm a little salty about that, I'm not gonna lie. But, uh, here this is, so, you know, enjoy or don't. Uh, I would really love to hear feedback on this, and if you could leave it on the Facebook page, uh, Big Bill's Bullshit Bonanza or Big Bill's BS, you can find it, Big Bill's Bull, you'll definitely find the goddamn page. So, uh, I really want to hear some fucking feedback from this episode, what you thought, what you hated, what you liked, um, what rant I went on that you fucking didn't care about or whatever. I'm not even going to edit this. I'm I'm tired. i got to go to bed. It's 1.30 in the fucking morning, 1.28. I need to get to sleep. I've got an important day tomorrow. So I'm not going to edit my shit at all. Uh, the rant I went on about them controlling and making me feel like I did something wrong. Judge me on it, I guess. I don't give a fuck. I'm telling you that I'm better than that. That I'm not going to let them control how I feel about people. That I'm, I shook their fucking bullshit Whatever made me feel that way before, it doesn't have that effect on me anymore. I'm done. I'm fucking not letting it happen. I like people who are cool. I don't care what you are. Alright, that's it. I've been thinking of a new outro for me. And I think uh, I think it's this, so... Okay, bye. Remember, remember, the 11th of September government's murderous plot. I know of no reason the government's treason should ever be forgotten. <sighs> Two decades of war, freedoms lost by the score, stolen by the Patriot Act, turned our countries to prisons, our children to victims, selling our souls with their pact. 
I was working at Belk in Monroe, North Carolina, and I was on my way to work when I heard it over the radio. And I don't know why, but it really just shook me and I started crying. I remember getting to work and they were closing stores left and right. Everybody was crying. Days and weeks after, it was odd that there were no planes in the sky. You didn't see a plane at all. They, were, they just weren't around. And you were worried about what was next. As far as the World Trade Center, well, that it seemed like it went down awfully quick <laughs> for a building the way it was made to withstand so much and a plane hits it and it just crumbles. The government was well aware of it and I don't think this is the first time the government has been involved in something that has killed U.S. citizens. They knew this was going to happen. I should have been in the second grade whenever September 11th, 2001 happened. The weeks after, I was just a kid. I didn't understand anything. Felt tense because everybody else was upset. I don't know what to believe. I don't really know anything about World Trade Center 7. I know I don't trust the government 100%. I don't think anybody should. I didn't know the government really before that happened. I was too young to pay any attention. What I remember about that day, I was a senior in high school. I was in my government class, Mr. Allman's class at Benton County High School, and I had been rolling around the idea about joining the military. I come from a military family, so when I saw on the TV the second plane fly into the tower and then watch both towers hit, I decided that's what I was going to do. And after graduation, 13 days after graduation, I left for the United States Army where I became a United States paratrooper. And I served three years in the Army active duty, and uh, that's that. Um, how I felt about it the weeks after was I felt sorry for the, for the families that lost loved ones, and I just wanted to do my part to kind of ease their suffering and do my part and defend their family's name. Um, I didn't have any conspiracy theories against it. I mean, someone bombed our country and we needed to, to go rectify it and make them pay for what they did. So what we did is what we did and I went along with it. Uh, I guess it didn't really impact me that much. I mean, being in the military, we're supposed to be off doing the things that 
other people can't do. So, as far as, you know, our men and women died, we knew what we were signing up for. I mean, that doesn't make it any less of a heartache. I mean, I lost friends in the war. I was lucky enough I came back. I've still got all my limbs, all my fingers, but I still remember when I lost them. But I knew what I was signing up for. But as far as what it, how it makes me feel about the government, my opinions on the government are my opinions and everyone's, everyone's opinions are different. So I'll just keep mine to myself. I remember uh, on 9-11-2001, I actually uh, was getting up for work and had a, just a TV on. I don't remember what I was watching, but, you know, everything was, once the first plane hit, everything was uh, on every channel. And I thought, well, that's pretty crazy. And uh, then, you know, a little bit later, the second plane hit. And I thought, this is, this is definitely an attack. Um, you know, I was 25 years old at the time, and I'd had the store in Wellston for about a year and a half. And um, you know, we went into I went into work after watching some of the TV, and I you know I had the radio on because you know we didn't have smartphones back then to really um, see what's going on. So we did have internet, obviously. So I'd get on the internet, listen to the radio, just trying to find out what's going on. And uh, I decided. Later that day, me and my buddy went to Chill Coffee, and uh, I was on my way home, and my manager called me and said, hey, you need to get here. Um, gas is backed up to the road, and we have a police directing traffic. So I get to the store, and people are really freaking out about a, a possible gas shortage and really filling up their gas cans, gas tanks, everything. And it was insane. And, uh, you know, one of the crazy things about the night before is... Me and my buddy watched Dr. Strangelove, and, you know, the Pentagon is in that movie fairly frequently, and, you know, we were just talking about how secure and attack-proof that Pentagon must be, and then the next day, it, it, it got attacked, and that was pretty crazy. Um, the weeks after was, there's a lot of unity, and that's something you don't see a lot these days, but the whole country seemed united. And if it wasn't, it wasn't being put on the news. This was kind of a all hands on deck with all the news stations being in unity. And it was, it was interesting. Um, the conspiracy theories, uh, you know, I love conspiracy theories. Um, I'm not, you know, I believe that planes hit the towers, plane, you know, the planes were involved. Um, but I do love to hear the good conspiracy theories of what could have happened, what what they think happened. I don't necessarily buy into them, but I can listen to them for hours. World Trade Center 7 is, uh, you know, I was watching TV and when it came down as well, and uh, it seems kind of odd, one, that it came down that late, but I'm also kind of surprised that with how big those two towers were that really more buildings didn't collapse or 
more damage than it happened, which it may have, and we, you know, only really heard about the, the three towers that went down total. 9-11 really impacted my view of the world and that it's really not a friendly place like I had grown up thinking, you know, I was born shortly after Vietnam ended. And so, you know, we obviously read about it in history books and history class, and, but that was before my time. So I didn't really see how awful things could be. And I also learned that really our government, government does not know what they're doing. Um, you know, I always grew up thinking that they know everything, they do everything right, and I found out they do not. And to this day, I now really know the government doesn't know what they're doing. And, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how it changed my impact of the world. September 11th, 2001, I would have been 19 years old and I would have been working at Jiffy Lube at the time when it happened. I, we saw it on the news in the, in the uh, lobby and we're like, oh my God, we're sitting watching it. We're like, we're kind of joking around messing with the guys uh, where I was working at was in Whitehall on Main Street. We were talking about, um, you should let us go home. We're right down the road from DSCC. It was kind of like a shock disbelief when it happened. Couldn't understand how planes could get that low and close to the city. How did I feel in the weeks after? Uh, I don't really recall paying too much of attention to it, honestly. It was kind of like, wow, shocking. Other than shock and trying to like, kind of figure out, just think about how it happened. And feeling for the people and the loss of life that happened hearing about all that was kind of depressing the official story and conspiracy theories uh i feel like there could be some truth to them some of the facts i really really can't speculate because i really wasn't there i didn't exactly see everything other than hearsay seeing reading stories on the internet whatever hearing from different sources yeah some of it might be believable but i'm really not too sure i I almost want to feel like maybe it's not necessarily an inside job, but I do feel like our government probably foresaw it coming and could have did more than they did and failed to do, and I believe they let us down. What do I know about WT's World Trade Center 7? Uh, nothing, honestly. This is the first time I'm hearing about that. And, well, generally speaking, uh, impact, eh, we gotta watch our asses, you gotta be careful, eh, there's a lot of evil in the world, that's honestly how it impacted me, in my view, and, uh, I've always had a distrust in the government, not believing that they're entirely for us, like they try to claim they are. And I still don't believe that they are.
14 years old in geometry class and I just walked in my geometry teacher would get us all in the room we would have a project to do on the board and then she would walk out and gossip and while she was gossiping she walked out and they had said that something had happened to one of the towers and she walked into her room turned on the tube tv right as the second plane crossed into the second tower um I didn't know what to think you know honestly there had been several times that my teachers had turned on the tv and said you're going to remember this forever the Oklahoma bombing the OJ Simpson trial and then there was that and I didn't understand at that point in time. I was a sophomore in high school. I didn't have military in my family. I didn't know what it meant. I honestly didn't think much about the weeks after. I mean, I knew that it was something bad, but like I said, maybe I was charmed, you know? Like maybe maybe I was ignorant. I didn't, it didn't weigh on me. I went home and I knew it was bad and I just went on with life, but I knew that it obviously had hurt a lot of Americans. I didn't have a conspiracy theory at that point in time. I mean, like I said, I was charmed. I That was, honestly, 9-11 was when I started getting into politics and looking into everything because that was my first taste of it. You know, I, I was very young. I was in high school. And uh, I knew it was Taliban. I knew that things were going on. But I did not start researching anything or really caring until that moment. I think that 9-11 impacted a lot of things. I think that 9-11 sent a lot of boys off to war. I think that 9-11 kind of put a lot of passion into people that maybe didn't want to go into the military, and they did. And they fought into stuff that you know, they maybe wouldn't have. Um, I think that 9-11 put patriotism into our nation. I think that 9-11 taught girls like me that had never been through that type of situation. It taught us what in the hell we're fighting for. Um, 9-11 was important. 9-11 was terrible. And I hate it, but um, I think that it taught a lot of people that had never been in military families what that's like. So September 11th, 2001, I was 24 years old, serving on active duty in the U.S. Army at Fort Hood, Texas. Um, I'd actually come out of the field the night before from a field training exercise. Uh, my unit was with 4th Infantry Division, and um, I'd got up that morning. Um, my one daughter was three, and uh, my then wife was pregnant with our second child. Um, she was going on eight months pregnant. So I let her sleep in. I turned in Baron the Big Blue House. Um, if you remember that travesty of a show. Um, and my team chief called me and told me to get my A&B bags packed. And not my bullshit bags that we use on filtering exercises, but my deployment bags. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? I, this is nuts. 
I haven't even had coffee yet. And he was like, the, I hear the TV on. And I was like, dude, there's a blue mouse singing about brushing his teeth on my TV right now. What are you talking about? And uh, he's like, the World Trade Center's been hit, the Pentagon's been hit. Um, remember, we had a time difference, guys, on Central Time there. So, um, yeah, so I turn over from uh, Disney Channel to the news and start seeing things going on. Uh, Fort Hood is one of the biggest, if not the biggest military base for the U.S. Army. And um, we went from being an open base to lockdown. It took me a few hours to get back on base that afternoon when I had to go in um, for my shift. Um, we ended up not deploying, at least um, not at that time. My unit later deployed into Iraq too, not into um, originally Afghanistan. So um, I just remember like being in you know, Harbor Heights where I lived in Colleen that was right beside Fort Hood and it just goes down because no one was allowed to leave base once they were on just because of everything that was going on. Um, the weeks after it were just constant getting used to the new normal of the base being locked down and going through vehicle searches every time we went on the base and off, well not off the base, but every time we went on the base and went to different parts of the base and um, obviously our training regimen ramped up a lot so um, it, it was just kind of surreal. Um, as far as the official story, conspiracy theories, I mean, I, I've heard some conspiracy theories that make me, maybe, but, you know, as a historian, you know, I, I definitely look at the ones that seem more plausible, but, you know, I, I don't know, I don't really buy in all the conspiracy story, conspiracy theories and stories and stuff, um, you know, so, not saying I think the whole truth has been told, but, you know, I, I haven't found a conspiracy theory that really, like, sells me, um, as far as, I'm looking at this as a question here, uh, World Trade Center 7, um, I knew there was damage to the other buildings, um, around it, I actually had to look it up after you sent me the questions, and I, uh, you know, I, I didn't realize how much damage was done to some of the surrounding structures and what happened. But, um, you know, my, my big focus was, like, we were just getting units ready to roll the door. Um, we had some people in our unit, not not the tax side unit that I was in, or the platoon I was in, but uh, some of our tropo guys and other uh, comm guys were getting ready to roll out for Afghanistan. So there was a lot of prep and training going on. That was mainly my concern. Um, honestly, Afghanistan, you know, September 11th, my worldview, you know, I served with, you know, when I went through, uh, PLDC, which is primary leadership development course, you have to go through it to become a, a sergeant E5 in the army. And, you know, I had a sergeant who's saying that I went through with, I mean, she was Iraqi, um, super nice person, um, I mean, obviously, the idea that terrorists could get us on our home ground was, you know, horrifying and, you know, angering, but, um, it kind of made me have to, you know, look at what was going on. As far as how it's affecting now, um, I'm a history teacher, so obviously people always ask, you know, well, where were you on September 11th? And, you know, they, they get the story I told you earlier, because that's what happened. But, um, you know, after I got out of the military, um, I ended up living in the Middle East for a couple years, and 
you know, it's like, I mean, they're just people. They're, they're like everyone back home, at least for the most part. You know, we've got our own bunches of morons around here who do stupid crap in the name of religion. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's good and bad among every person I've ever met, you know, every group of people I've ever met. Um, so, you know, I, I guess that's how it affects me. It, it made me have to learn more about my surrounding world and learn to be a little more accepting of the people around me. So. I remember right that day I was sitting at my office. I was working for a church at the time and was uh, it also had a Christian school associated with it. And I was sitting in my desk. This was really kind of not really before Internet, but before really everybody had um, high speed Internet. So we had dial up. And I remember the principal of the school um, sent me a message uh, by phone and said, hey, did you hear that a plane hit the World Trade Center? Well, we just assumed that uh, most likely it was the, uh, you know, like a Cessna or well, like a small engine plane or something like that. And uh, didn't really think a whole lot about it and just kind of went about our own business and uh, didn't think anything else really about it until until after the fact. It was, uh, of course, you know, about 30 minutes later, we found out that a second plane had hit the second World Trade Center, and that's when we knew that uh, that something was going on. I just remember kind of sitting there after that thinking, uh, uh, what in the world's going on? You know, I remember calling my mom immediately after the fact to see what her thoughts were, if she was watching it to see, because you know, really we couldn't, couldn't believe what was going on. And then, you know, when the first building fell, and it fell almost as if it was being imploded, it was just, it was surreal. I, I remember, I, I don't know that I even knew what to feel. Uh, I took my lunch a little bit early that day and went back to my apartment, kind of uh, dumbfounded because I wanted to watch the coverage because we didn't have access to uh, to cable at the, at the office at the time. So I wasn't really able to get other than just a little bit of what popped up here and there. And so I went home and I remember talking to, I lived in a little split level apartment uh, here in Jackson. And I remember talking to my neighbor and, and he was home and he was kind of floored by it too. It was just kind of that, that idea of like, we can't believe this is actually occurring here. It's unlike anything that we've ever seen. And honestly, you know, the way I felt was it, it was, it was something like it was just out of a movie. It was, it was almost too hard to believe. So I guess in the weeks after the fact, um, you know, there was initially, I went through most of the emotions that everybody went through. Uh, I think, you know, uh, fear was a big emotion at first. Um, and it wasn't as much, you know, it was just kind of a fear of uncertainty, you know, because we hadn't experienced anything like this. Uh, it was, you know, fear of what it, what, what if it was going to happen again? What if it was the start of something bigger? You know, what, what would it look like? Uh, and so I remember that kind of went on for just a few weeks. And, of course, there was some anger. I, you know, I, I will say this. I never was one of those angry super patriots that, you know, was like, hey, you know, I'm going to find every, you know, blankety blank, insert your favorite racial slur here or there. 
uh, and you know kill them all. I, I never really felt that way. I just remember being dumbfounded and and really just kind of wondering, you know, why? Why would this happen? You know, why? Why? You know, why did it happen and why now? Uh, and that's kind of the way I felt uh, over the last over the, the first few weeks after it happened. Uh, as it relates to the official story uh, and the conspiracy theories, different things like that, uh, I'll be honest, I, I never really have taken a whole lot of time to, uh, to jump down very many rabbit holes uh, as it relates to conspiracy theories. I remember making fun of some of the original conspiracy theories, um, you know, hearing things like, you know, you know, you know, all well, I think it was, was it maybe Spike Lee or somebody else that said that they put frogmen in the Hudson River to swim up to the World Trade Center to, you know, to blow, I mean, I don't know, there was all kinds of crazy ones that I just couldn't, I, I found, I found them all to really honestly be mostly unbelievable, uh, so I didn't give a real, really a whole lot of thought to any of the major conspiracy theories, and, and as it related to, you know, whether or not the government, this was an inside job and all that kind of thing, I remember people saying, and I've heard that a few times, that, you know, it was an inside job, and the, you know, the president knew about it, and, you know, all these things, and it was done for various reasons. I remember hearing a lot of those, but honestly, I, I, I never really have given a lot of, you know, validity to those, or, or a lot of thought, or, 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 you know, power or levy to that kind of stuff. It's one of those things where I figure, you know, I, the world's messed up as it is, and if, if the government's really that, that crazy that they would do something to their own people, uh, let alone for conspiracy, then, you know, it's like, I can't believe we've reached this point in time. But uh, I don't know. Nowadays, I suppose maybe, you know, it's, I would probably be more apt to believe something like that today, uh, as divided as we are as a nation. Uh, I hate to say that we've reached that point, but, you know, it seems like, you know, that kind of seems to be the case that, uh, you know, something like that could happen today and be blamed on somebody else. Uh, as it relates to World Trade Center 7, I, I remember hearing about it. Uh, if I'm remembering right, I think it was the building that kind of fell down after the fact uh, and was vaguely, you know, I, but I don't remember exactly the story behind that one, so I can't really give a better of an answer there. Uh, as it relates to how did it impact my view of the world and our government then and now, um, you know, I, well, you know, I figure the government's there. Um, honestly, I've said for a long time, I think the government lost touch with the human race and American citizens a long time ago. So I, I don't really know that my opinion has changed that much over 20 years. I, I will say this, I, I appreciated for the fact that after the fact, after it happened, at least for a while, it seemed like they were willing to lay aside their pissing matches over who was right and whether, you know, you were Republican or Democrat and who was right and who was wrong and all of this stuff. And it seemed to, to unite us for a while. And of course, nowadays, you turn on the news and it's obvious that that's gone by the wayside. So I guess, you know, my, my faith in the government has, has waned a little bit, but it's more because of current situations and the, the current political climate than anything. You know, people don't seem, you can't, you can't disagree with anyone anymore. You can't agree to disagree and you can't seem to, to move on from what you think is right and you have to be right. So uh, I think that's how my opinion of the government has changed, you know, not necessarily as a result of 9-11, but, uh, but definitely uh, in our current political climate as it is. So,
Alrighty, so 9-11, I was about 13 years old. Um, what I remember about it, I remember being in class at Guy Academy in junior high. <coughs> and I was in Mrs. Nighty's health class and I remember someone coming in and talking to her and she turned on the TV and it literally was in every class following that and it was just like one of those things where you you never really thought about it like I remember being young and thinking wow this is like this is crazy like this is happening in America the closest thing that I remember to a terrorist attack before that was the Oklahoma City bombing um it was surreal i feel like um i one of the first thoughts that crossed my mind which is gonna sound really crazy but i had this my father who was whose birthday was on september 11th had spoke for weeks about this huge party and how big his birthday was gonna be and the first and he kept saying everybody's gonna remember Fred's birthday and the first thing that I did when I got home this is so weird was I actually called him was like what the heck did you have anything to do with this like what is going on on the weeks following it like I remember being at lunch that day and because we used to get out for lunch and looking up at the sky and there were planes in the air and you were freaking out and kids were talking about how we were close to the power plants and what happens if they crash into a power plant like what's going to happen to our whole town what's going to happen to the whole area and everybody was talking about it the weeks after that like things changed for a while like people acted like they were prideful um i feel like to be an american and it was you know that whole united we stand propaganda that fell out after that um i'm not entirely sure how i feel about the original story i know there's so many different conspiracy theories about how like you know jet fuel doesn't burn that fast and you know or one theory was that they knew it was going to happen they let it happen so that they could um you know gain more control and we being the citizens of the country that's what we did we you know the Patriot Act came out and they can you know just come into any form of electronic pretty much listen to every conversation you're having they're probably listening to me right now um, probably not I'm not that important but it's definitely a different a different way of looking at it I'm not even sure I don't think we'll ever know exactly what happened honestly I don't feel like the official story is all true um, do I necessarily believe all the conspiracy theories no can I honestly tell you if I think I know what happened absolutely not as a kid when that happened what do I know about the World Trade Center absolutely fucking nothing I know that it had to do like people were talking about how like it affected like finances and all kinds of stuff I honestly couldn't tell you it impacted the view of my world and our government and how does it affect my life now like those are I mean hmm. 
let me see i feel like it definitely gave me a sense of mistrust in the government i felt like you know all i had friends people that i knew growing up went and signed up for the military as soon as they could um because you know they wanted to go and fight and iraq like iraq had anything to do with it and i still don't understand like the lines that join that together other than american greed for oil so concerned about those weapons of mass destruction that was being peddled in the news over and over and over again about middle eastern countries which is completely just completely fabricated considering we never found any weapons of mass destruction all of that completely stemmed from our fear during 9-11 and the like just the total culture of all right well this is the right thing to do like we'll just get behind our government now i think the that's probably why there's i think that attributes a lot to the political climate that we live in now actually especially my worldviews like i don't necessarily believe that you know i don't want to follow the government wholeheartedly and believe every little piece of crap that they shove in my face just because they want to scare me and i feel like that's what it is like they learned a very valuable lesson fear is a powerful motivator and that's what happened i mean essentially that's my thoughts anyway not that it really matters but that's how i look at it